right, well, it's good to be in the Lord's house tonight, and it is good to be back home at uh, Bible Baptist Church, and they had all they could stand to me in Alabama, so they sent me back this way, amen, And uh, but it's good to be here. I wanted to let you know, Sister Celeste was looking forward to being able to be in the service tonight, but about 10 minutes away, the baby got sick, and so she is downstairs taking care of her and Jace, and uh, she wanted me to tell everybody hello for her. And she hates that she couldn't be here, but the baby got sick all over her clothes, and uh, you mothers know how that is. Amen. So let's go to Romans chapter number five tonight. Romans chapter number five, and uh, just want to be obedient to the Lord tonight. Romans chapter number five, and uh, it's good to be back and looking forward to Jubilee and all those things that accompany that. Looking forward to that here in the next few weeks. But I want to just give you a message that's on my heart tonight. And uh, just try to be mindful to the Lord, and uh, we'll be mindful of the time tonight, and uh, just try to please the Lord. Amen. Romans chapter number 5, and uh, let's stand together as we look at the Word of God tonight. Romans chapter number 5, and uh, we'll look there in verse number 1 tonight. Romans chapter number 5, and uh, verse number 1. The Bible says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure uh, for a good man some would even dare to die. But God committeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. You can be seated tonight. Let's pray together. Ask the Lord to help us tonight. Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for the day. Thank you so much, Lord, for traveling mercies, Lord, bringing us this way. We thank you, Lord, for all your goodness and, Lord, your mercy, your blessings, Lord, your grace that you've extended to our lives, Lord. And we thank you, God, for, uh, Lord, that song that was sung, Lord, about heaven. God, I'm glad, thank God, there is a uh, heavenly hereafter, amen. This is not it, and I'm glad there's an inheritance for the believer tonight. And Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us, Lord, to be obedient to you. I pray, Lord, for your touch and your help. We pray, Lord, Lord that you would uh, get in the middle of the message tonight, have your will and way. And uh, Father, we pray, Lord, that you'd do a work in the hearts of uh, people that only you can tonight, Father. And we'll thank you, Lord, for all that you do Lord, we ask it for Jesus' sake, and we ask it in Jesus Christ's name tonight. Pray according to the will of God. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. amen. And amen. Romans chapter number 5, we know uh, this is a familiar chapter to us tonight. I wanted to preach something else and really uh, kind of wrestled with the idea of preaching on salvation on a Wednesday night. Uh, but this is what the Lord would have us to do. Amen. And this is a great chapter 
uh, in the Word of God. It is rich with doctrine and uh, truth about Christ and who He is and His relation to you and I as believers in Him and uh, what we possess as far as our salvation goes. But I'm interested tonight in what the Bible has to say in verse number 9 about His blood tonight. Amen. He said in verse number 9, He said, Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. When we look at the chapter tonight, opening up in chapter number 5, we look in verse number 1 and we find this, that there uh, is a covenant mentioned. Amen. When you think about blood in the Bible, blood represents a covenant. Verse number 1, Paul tells us this. He said, Therefore being justified by faith. Amen. Standing in the presence of God judicially, legally, righteously standing before God. The slate has been clean. No sin is given an account for. We stand in the perfect and the holy righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. We stand before God. The only way that that can happen is to be brought into that covenant relationship through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we see that it represents a covenant. Amen. It not only represents a covenant, but it also represents a cleansing. He goes on in verse number one to say this, that we have peace with God tonight. Amen. What security you and I have in the Lord Jesus Christ to know that we have been accepted by the Father through Him, through His blood. And what a wonderful truth it is to know tonight that you have peace with God and you cannot go to hell. There is nothing in this world, nothing in the eternal realm. There's no devil in hell. There's no sin that you can commit. There's nothing that anybody can do to separate you from the love of Christ and so what a blessing it is to lay our head down at night and know that we have peace with Almighty God we got peace with the Father tonight it represents a cleansing the blood has cleansed my sin and I am standing in a position where I have peace with God tonight because of his blood represents a covenant represents cleansing but then it represents comfort tonight he goes on in verse number one And he tells us this, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not trusting in my own merit. I'm not trusting in anything that I'm trying to accomplish within myself because at the end of the the day, I know that in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. I have the blood of Adam flowing through my veins. I have that Adamic nature and it is impossible for me to be able to please God. But thank God tonight I can please Him through the righteous and the holy account of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of that has been accomplished by his blood, amen. When we think about the blood of Jesus tonight, there are four things that I wanna give you in the chapter and then we'll go home. But the first thing that I think about when we think about his blood is this, is number one, we see the expression of his blood. The expression of his blood. How has it been expressed tonight? Well, it's been expressed through his love. Look at verse number six. The Bible tells us this. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Paul goes on to say this in verse number seven. Now watch this. He said, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. 
Now we look at men and we understand the Bible tells us that there is none righteous, no, not one. But just on our human understanding, on the logic that we think with in our minds, uh, we, we, we categorize people, don't we? Amen. It's all right if you acknowledge that tonight. We categorize people and we judge people and we put them into a certain bracket and we put these over here. But the Bible tells us this, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. It does doesn't matter if you find the pinnacle of society, you'd be hard pressed tonight to find someone that would give their life for an individual. That's what Paul is saying tonight. But he goes on. He said, yet peradventure, yet by chance, yet it just so happens for a good man, you could look throughout society, you could look throughout the world, and you could even find maybe an individual that would maybe not die for a righteous person, but they would die for a good individual, maybe they would give their self for that person and so he uses the example of dying for a righteous man and he uses the example of dying for a good man but here's the catch tonight there are no righteous men and there are no good people we often ask ourselves the question why do good things or why do bad things happen to good people the catch to that statement tonight is, is there's no such thing as a good person you're not good tonight and I am not good as a matter of fact you go back to the opening of the book of Romans and it is the task and the number one goal on the agenda of the apostle Paul to declare to you and I that all are unrighteous before God all have sinned and come short of the glory of God so I'm glad tonight we're not talking about someone dying for a good man and we're not talking about tonight someone dying for a righteous man but I'm telling you there was a man named Jesus and he walked up Golgotha's hillside and he didn't die for righteous men and he didn't die for good men but I tell you what he did he went up Golgotha's hillside and he hung on Calvary and he died so that dead men could live amen the expression of his blood that is his love you know here's what love does tonight love loves amen but true love desires to be loved back. Amen. You don't tell your spouse, I love you, and they don't say anything, and you're just, everything's okay. Amen. True love desires something in return. It desires that love to be uh, given back and love to be directed back because it desires to receive something. Now, it's amazing tonight when we think about this, that God loves man. That, that's a miracle within itself, isn't it? That he would love somebody like me and love somebody like you. But can I tell you something tonight? The greater miracle is this, is that through the blood of Christ and through the Spirit of God tonight and through the righteousness of Christ, God not only expresses his love to me, but thank God with no power within myself, with nothing that I have done, I can trust in Christ and I can love God back tonight. Amen. And I can give back to him. It's a miracle that we're loved by God himself, but it's a greater miracle that we can love him back. You understand this? Outside of Christ, you do not have the capacity to love. We think we know what love is. 
We think that we know how to express love tonight, but I'm going to tell you something. The love of God is greater far than pen or tongue could ever tell. That's what the songwriter says. I'm telling you what you and I possess is so vast and it's so great that we cannot wrap our mind around it, but the salvation that comes through Christ, it's so simple tonight that a child can understand it, but it's so vast and it's so deep and it's so wide that the greatest professors in this world cannot fathom them it in their minds God put his love on display for you and me when he hung his son on the cross I don't understand this tonight you understand what Isaiah prophesied he said it pleased the Lord to bruise him it pleased God to put his son on a cross and be cussed and mocked and ridiculed and shamed. You say, why did it please him? Because that was the perfect way that he could express his love. And with those arms stretched out on that cross, he said, I love you this much. And he expressed his blood, expressed his love. And he provided his love for the world by putting it on display at Calvary. The expression of his blood is this. It is his love tonight. But then I want you to show you this. Not only the expression of his blood, but then I want you to see the experience of his blood. Look at verse number 9. He said, Much more then being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. The expression of his blood was his love. But when we think about the experience of his blood, we think about his law, his law tonight. He said, much more then in verse number nine, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Now we think about these words, we think about that word justified, we think about that word saved, saved, saved from what? Saved, why? Why is there a need to be saved? And I, uh, you forgive me tonight for being so elementary and being so basic with you tonight, but it just may happen that there may be someone in here tonight that these truths have never struck a chord in their heart and they've never been born again. But the fact is tonight is that you, friend of mine, stand in need of a Savior because of your sin. You've broken the law of God. Here's what the law of God does. The law of God condemns you under sin and under death and that law has demands and the demands of that law must be mad if you are to make it into the very presence of God. God needs to be satisfied, doesn't he? His holiness and His righteousness demands that there can be no darkness and no sin that can be allowed into His presence. Thank God for His glory and His presence and His righteousness. But you and I outside of Christ have absolutely no hope of ever standing before Him. So what that law does, that law demands holiness. It demands righteousness. And if it could scam the hearts of individuals in this room, it would never be satisfied. It would be continually looking. It would be continually searching, declaring all under sin and guilty. And the verdict would be death and judgment, wouldn't it? That justice, it demands death. I tell you what God did. God looked down and he saw a sin-cursed world and he saw people that never could fulfill his law. I tell you what he did. He provided a sacrifice 
so that you and I could enter into his presence. Saved and justified and redeemed by his blood. He took our curse upon us. He took our sins upon himself. And I got news for you tonight. Jesus did not just die for you, but Jesus died as you at Calvary. Took your sins upon himself. And he made that payment on the cross. His holiness and his righteousness was imputed to my account. And look what Paul said. Boy, this I love this. He said in verse number nine, he said, much more than being now justified. Now it would have been great if he said much more than being justified. But he didn't just say being justified. He said much more than being now justified. Now means at this present state, at this moment. Listen, I am not trusting and hoping that I make it through this thing and everything pans out all right on the other side. I'm telling you, I've been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. My life is hid in Christ, in God tonight. And I am saved, saved, saved at this very moment. I stand justified before God tonight. The experience of his blood. Has the reproach of Egypt been rolled off of your life? Is there any condemnation on your life? You know, tonight, when I hear a message on hell, it gives me a burden for people. It makes me concerned about my loved ones, but there's no condemnation when I hear a message on hell tonight. When I hear a message on salvation, that old story, it never gets old, but there is no condemnation. Why? The record is clear. I've been exonerated. The slate has been wiped clean. I am justified before God tonight. Have you been justified? It's the experience of his blood. That is his law. God must be satisfied. And Christ satisfied the demands of a holy God at Calvary. But then we think about this tonight. We think about the expression of his blood. We think about the experience of his blood. But I want you to see this. I want you to see the enemies of his blood. Look at verse number 10 says, and I want you to just, I want to slow down right here. For if when we were enemies, now he's talking to believers tonight. But what he wants us to understand is this. Is outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, men and women are alienated from God and they are at enmity with Him. We're living in a society today that we're so scared of offending everybody. We're so scared of saying that anybody is on the outs with God. But I'm telling you, listen, what he called those that are outside of a covenant relationship by faith through His Son, he called them enemies tonight. wrath of God abides on your life tonight if you are not saved there is no option about that well you know I go to church and you know I think God's pleased with that and you know I fellowship with believers but you know that that thing is just it's not for me I'm I'm not going that far I like associating with the church I like the choir singing I like brother Gravely's messages hey but I'm just not going that far You're an enemy with God tonight. You're at enmity with Him. 
Understand something, right? He said, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. It's not the fact that God needs to be reconciled with you. The sin and the failure is not on his part, but it is on our part tonight. You know what Jesus said in John chapter number three and verse number 18? He said to Nicodemus, he said, he that believeth not is condemned already. He didn't say he's gonna be condemned. He didn't say, well, he'll have to live out his life and then he'll be cast into the lake of fire and he'll die and he'll go to hell. He said, no, he is condemned already and the wrath of God abides upon his life. Judgment. Adam plunged us into a fallen and a cursed state. God is not playing when it comes to sin tonight. We, we hear these things so much and, and they've been drilled into our minds so much and we hear about them and we just take them casually, understand something tonight. God hated your sin and he hated my sin so much that the only remedy for it was to put his son to death on the cross. He died for you and he died for me. He paid our sin debt. At Calvary. Understand something tonight. If you are not saved, you are an enemy of God. We're not all God's children. Amen. That's the worldview. We'll all just hold hands, sing kumbaya. We're all God's children. What Jesus say about that? He looked at the Pharisees and he said, Ye are of your father the devil. He didn't say we're all God's children. They said, there's something wrong with y'all. You got it all right on the outside. You got your clothes right. You got the word of God in the fringes and the seams of your garments. He said, but it's never permeated your heart. What's your relationship with God tonight? Are you an enemy? Are you on the outside? Or are you in the family tonight? Jesus gave his life. Think about that. We think about the blood. We often signify that and we often associate that with with the death, don't we? We think about the blood of Jesus. We think about him being on Calvary and dying for our sins and there's nothing wrong with with thinking about that. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not saved by his death. I'm saved by his life. That's what the Bible says. Look at verse number 10. He said, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, we were reconciled by the death. It took the death to produce the blood. But he said, Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. When Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, the Bible says that he, through the eternal spirit, he offered himself without spot to God. It was that holy and that precious blood that he took to the Father and he presented it to him. And now on the mercy seat at the throne of God, uh, the blood is there. And when he looks at you and I, he doesn't see the tat of the cow. He doesn't see our past. Uh, he doesn't see that sin nature, but he sees the righteous life of his son tonight we shall be saved by his life you know the old testament said the life of the flesh is in the blood 
our life as believers, our standing before God, our holiness and our righteousness is through the blood tonight. We think about the expression of His blood, the experience of His blood, the enemies of His blood, but I'll give you this and we'll be done. Think about the excitement of His blood. Look at verse number 11. And not only so, but we also... Jo- Hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on, Baptist. Don't let that word go unnoticed. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He said we joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Understand that anything that you're going to do with God, it's going to be done through His Son. We have salvation through His Son. When we come into this place, there ought to be joy in our heart. And Paul said this, he said the joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You're saved through Jesus. If you want to fellowship with God, you'll fellowship with God through Jesus. When you come into this place and we gather together corporately as a body, we're not worshiping because of who we are. We're not even worshiping because of what God has done for us. But I want to tell you, when we come to this place, if God is going to look and be pleased with our worship, it will be have to be done through Jesus. Amen. Well, I'm such a good Christian. My, my, my skirts and my dresses, they're longer than hers. My, my hair don't touch my ears like it does on his. Somebody say amen. amen. Go ahead. Don't get nervous. I'm for standards. I'm for convictions. Amen. They're biblical. I'm going to tell you something tonight. If all you've got is your list, you've missed this whole thing. Because it ain't about you and it ain't about your list and it ain't about what you've accomplished tonight but it's about what he did at Calvary and it's about what he's accomplishing through your life tonight. Amen. He said we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to be the happiest people on the face of the planet tonight. We ought to come in here. Brother Gravely asked for a testimony. He ought to not be able to shut us up. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. God has been good to us. We're saved. We're sanctified. Heaven is our home. We're sealed forever. And tonight it's all because of the blood tonight. Amen. I want to tell you something tonight. If you miss the blood, you'll miss heaven. Amen. If it's the blood, you'll miss heaven tonight. I, I got one question for you tonight. You say, preacher, this is a Wednesday night. I'm well aware. But there may be somebody under the sound of my voice. You've never been saved. You've never been born again. You say, preacher, what are the requirements? The requirements were met over 2,000 years ago at a place called Calvary where Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the perfect sinless sacrifice of God Almighty, The one mediator that's able to stand between God and man. He died for your sins on Golgotha's hillside. The father turned his face away from his only begotten son and he did that for you and for me tonight.